You're listening to the Fast Break Podcast with Carly Thibault Dudanis and JJ Du. An all-access pass to the Fairfield University women's basketball program only on the Stag Sports Network. Hey everybody, welcome back to a new episode here of the Fast Break with Coach Carly Podcast. Hope that you guys are doing well as we are right now very much in the thick of it, playing Mac games twice a week for it seems like forever, and it will be forever until we get to tournament play, but that is the way that we like it. In the in this show here, we're going to take a brief look back at the last four games, kind of, we're not going to dive too, too much into them. We've got a few talking points to come about from those games, and especially you guys have seen, we've played a lot of extra basketball, so um, we've got we wouldn't want to dive into what the seven extra periods of <laughs> overtime that this team has played, but we'll talk a little bit about that. We also have uh, Lauren Beach here as well, who will join us in a little bit and take a look at our next two home games as yes, we finally, and for the only time this season in league play, we'll have the home Thursday, Saturday, which Carly first off, mm-hmm. thanks again, as always for joining us. And it's gotta be so nice to know yeah. that for an entire week period, you get to sleep in your own bed. Yes, it's it's nice to have a homestand. We're obviously looking forward to, to getting back now that we've got students back in class here and uh, the community kind of back in a, a rhythm to, to get in front of our home crowd. Um, I will be gone recruiting a couple of a couple of times, but I do get to come back and sleep in my own bed. So um, we're excited, excited for a little bit of a homestand. The grind never stops. <laughs> I mean, do, do you ever, this is an actual honest question, do you ever have just like a night off during like, say, a Monday night of, like, a week? Is there just, like, all right, I'm going to just take one for myself? Mm, well, actually, this past Sunday was the first off day I'd had since around Christmas, which, um, you know, for me, I, I love going and recruiting. I love I love going and seeing, you know, young players. I love being around people from different different schools and parts of the country. So I enjoy it. Um, but I will say that Sunday was a nice little reset after, as you said, lots of, lots of extra basketball. <laughs> yeah, lots of extra basketball and lots of on the road back again. Um, <laughs> Speaking of the community and the student body, it'll be great to see them these two games. But we have to start off the last time uh, that we spoke was talking about the Kids' Day game. Mm -hmm. We haven't spoken in person (laughs) since the Kids' Day game. I mean, my goodness, that was uh, what an atmosphere. It was over 2,600. We had 17 schools between Fairfield and Bridgeport that were out. I mean, I spoke with Isa right before the game. Mm -hmm. asked her, like, did you have any of this back in Florida State? She said, we did, but it didn't feel the same Mm -hmm. because it was a big arena. Like, it felt like just a – well, it was. It was a great atmosphere. Yeah, no, it was. The kids were great. Um, they they brought a ton of energy as as to be expected, um, and they got to see a great game. Uh, it was a really exciting game, obviously. Uh, and and I thought it was the the coolest part of it all was after the game when you just saw these these young kids just doting on our our women and our players. Um, you know, you I think I said after the game to our one to to Nelly, I'm like, you know, LeBron James exists in this world, and there's a little boy crying that you're like his favorite player ever in the entire world. Um, and, and that's a huge testament to how our team plays and how they take care of the people around them. And so that part was awesome, um, to, to just see the interactions after the game and see like the kids faces when they got to take a picture or sign an autograph or give somebody a hug or a high five. Uh, there was kids counting high fives of how many they could get. And, uh, that, that's just so special. And you played your part as well for people that did not see this because it wasn't on the broadcast, a little pregame hype for you <laughs> was the uh, anxiety level. Is that pretty high up there? Or were you like, yeah, all right, let's get this. Oh let, no. Let's get kids take games. They're awesome. Yeah. Like you, they're just an easy, you can wrap them around your finger real quick. So that was, that was fun to do. Love that. Um, the game itself, it kind of played out to exactly what we kind of expected it to be. It was chaos basketball. <laughs> that's the way that Niagara played. Funny enough though, I think actually the way that our group handled it, I know 
you're going to expect the turnovers, but the just resiliency, you, know, you shake off one bad moment, you just get back to the next one. I thought, especially for the first three quarters, and we'll talk about a lot of this, the defensive principles from Fairfield have continued mm-hmm. to be outstanding and you know made really life a whole lot difficult for that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we, you know early on especially we did a really good job of kind of being poised, taking care of the ball. I mean, obviously, we had some turnovers and things like that. Um, and we had our ebb and flow with that, but but we've talked about a lot with this team of like our defense being our our backbone, um, and we had some lapses which kind of caused uh, a little bit of turn in their direction late, um, and, and obviously not being able to finish plays with some rebounds and and you know like we said they're they're that's a team that's always going to turn teams over. We're not going to have you know pitch a shutout and have zero turnovers, um, but our defense is what we can always rely on. And and for like you said for parts of the game we were really good in that area. Um, and but we will look back at the film and and as we'll talk about this I'm sure. But the margin for error is so small in this league, especially with the team that forces 32 turnovers a game on average. Um, you've really got to kind of tighten up in those areas. So it was great. It was it was a I won't say it was a great game. It was a it Enter- was another entertaining. It was an entertaining game. Um, but you know the nice thing about this league is that you get everybody twice. <laughs> yeah, that you do, and it's funny. Like give you show prep, and literally the first thing it says, looking at the small margins yeah. within these games, it's clear that yeah. you did your homework. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean this league has just been absolutely mm-hmm. chaotic this year. I mean. I still say that there's as many as nine teams could make it to the championship mm-hmm. game this season. I don't think I'm going to go much from that line, you know, until maybe the last week yeah. of the season. <clears throat> I mean, it just proves you, you could even look at the next game that we'll actually probably dive into a bit more because I think this kind of correlates nicely into the defensive principles. That road game at Maris, <laughs> that was far from either team's best performances. Mm-hmm offensively but I mean defensively that was if you're defensive coordinator you stand back and you're like yeah I I like this day (laughs) yeah yeah I mean we we've talked about it as a team of like you know we don't score they don't score Mm. and we've got uh, you know I know we'll talk with with Lauren Beecher in a little bit but we've got some elite defenders on this team and a lot of you know great team defensive concepts within this group and they they've bought into that um and they they know that they can hang their hat on that even when we're not making shots and not scoring so uh that was really really impressive to hold a team to 34 points and a, and a you know perennially a really good offensive team um so i think it gives us a lot of confidence that no like we can hold teams in the 30s and 40s and win games regardless of whether it's it's our night offensively um and i, I know you mentioned kind of the margin for error with that is we we just actually talked as a team yesterday that um like 40% of of games in our league are coming down to two possessions. And I actually got my Jay coach Jay on the men's side actually kind of got my brain going on that watching their game at Siena. He calls it like the two possession league. And we are absolutely the epitome of that right now on the women's side as well. Um, So to, to your point, our defense has to be on point um, every single night and and we know we can control that. Well, let's bring Lauren in here because you know, you look at this Maris game, the rebounding battle. And now we've had a few conversations on how this group is going to learn how to, you know, really excel in that position but you had yourself a whole lot mess of rebounds in that one. But the team also, it seemed like every possession, it was one and done, one and done defensively. And you guys were winning every mini battle inside. So for you, what was that Maris game like? Yeah, I think um, obviously after the Siena game, after the Niagara game, um, we wanted our coaches always make a big point for us to um, be one and done. Don't give like if you give a team two, three shots to score, most likely they're going to convert on one of them. Um, so I think as a team going into that game specifically, we had a big focus on doing your part, whether you're blocking out and someone flies in for the rebound or you're flying in yourself to get the rebound. I, I know Callie had 
some huge box outs on their center um, where she didn't even get the rebound, but just being there, her presence, her um, block outs allowed us all to fly in. Yeah, you're, you're, you're mentioning Maeve Donnelly, <laughs> who only stands in at, what, six foot five inches. Yeah. And on the stream as well, it looks it's more like six eight, <laughs> six nine. Yeah. What an absolute tower she is. But, I mean, you guys had to be good defensively, almost perfect to a sense, because – it's not one easy game. You always circle that Fairfield Maris game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's Mac women's basketball. It's that classic game that you know you're going to be in an absolute fight for 40 minutes. But um, how Lauren even locked in were you guys more that game, knowing that it just wasn't clicking quite yet offensively, especially in that first half where I think you could count on one hand the amount of uh, baskets that were made in the early <laughs> stages, just knowing that you had to keep yourself in it. Yeah, I mean, in our prep for the game, we knew from the past as well that Marist is a team that they run a lot of actions. If you're not guarding the ball, you're getting hit by a screen. Even when you're guarding the ball, you're getting hit by a screen. So I think we went into that game really locked in on the communication, and you could really feel it, especially in that first half, how connected all five were on the court and everyone on the bench, all of our coaches were um, right there on the sideline helping us out too. You hit a big word there. It's the bench word because mm-hmm. now we're starting to see a lot of characters, some new faces or faces that we've seen in spurts a little bit. And now they're starting to play their part. And I marked down three during these stretch of four games that they had their moments in some of these games. And the Maris game for me actually was Jocelyn Polanski. Mm-hmm. You know, the the game and um, my broadcast partner, Kate Abramovich, spoke about this during the Siena game, that when someone hits a shot, it kind of settles the nerves, especially when there's a long stretch where things might not be going offensively. Jocelyn comes in, I think it was late in the second quarter, big three right mm-hmm. away. And all of a sudden you see everyone, <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed it, but we noticed it on the, the broadcast. Everyone's like, okay. <laughs> We got this. We're, we're good. Someone coming in, but someone off the bench coming in and make a big play. And I know that has to, for you, Carly, make everybody on the coaching staff really happy. Yeah, you know, we were really happy uh, for Joss in general. She's uh, She's been someone that stayed ready all year. Yep. She continues to get her extra shots up before and after practice. She stay fo- stays focused every day in practice. And whether she's on, you know, our side in practice or on the scout team, I mean, she's always locked in and focused and makes us better. So, uh, huge testament. I thought she had a great week of practice leading up to it. So, you know, all of us players and coaches knew, had no doubt that she'd be ready to step in uh, in that moment. And obviously we've been a little bit thin at times with, with Dre being hurt um, and, and Isa being out for the Siena game. So um, we knew we needed contributions from from the bench and, and Jaw stepped up and was ready when her when her number was called. Um, which again is, is a testament to her preparation. So it's kind of fun when you can when you can see that kind of lessons being learned in that way for even some younger players watching the the um, impact that Joss was able to make. And then speaking of a younger player, we're we're going to talk a bit about the Siena game in a moment. But younger player Kate Peak, mm-hmm. kind of similar situation. It was kind of a struggle in the early stages because Siena again will allude to what the situation was over there, but similar kind of role had to come in and fill some minutes, and she did her job both defensively, a lot of good principles, but comes up and hits another big shot. Yeah, she hit, again, she kind of gave us a little bit of confidence early on, hitting a hitting an open three in the corner, and a testament to, to our players obviously finding her. And she she's another one that she's every single day getting extra shots up. Um, and it's part of the kind of the freshman experience of figuring out where you can where you can make your mark and where you can fit in. But she's another one that stayed ready and, and is either shooting on the gun or shooting with a coach every, almost every single day. Lauren, for you as a teammate, I mean, you're seeing you want everybody to have success because collective success or individual success means collective success. For you, how much is it a lift to see every player have their moment? Because you yourself have had a few moments this season, especially early on, to get yourself in the flow. Yeah, I mean, I think it's awesome. Obviously, from our team's perspective, we see how much every individual puts in 
Mm -hmm. um, the time they put in in the gym, which you don't necessarily see when you're just watching, you know, the broadcast, the streams of our games. Um, So to see players like Joss and like Kate to finally get in the game and, um, you know, have their moments, like you said, is really, it's obviously rewarding for them, but it's just as rewarding, I think, for everyone else on our team to go out there and show what they've been working on and show their capabilities. And I think it's only up for them, which is exciting. Carly made a nice point, you know, young players that are starting to find their roles. And for you, obviously, you're a sophomore, but this is your first experience playing college ball in the sense that you didn't play last season. Um, Now coming in, how have you kind of grown into the role that you've had because you, you, we've loved watching you play this season because we started seeing you as like, okay, what are we going to expect from Lauren Beach? We didn't really know what to see. And then all of a sudden, bam, getting big minutes, making things happen, both on defensive side because it seems like you're always crashing the boards or on the floor making something happen. Well, you and Brooke to Terry, and I mean, you know what? Good luck with the trainers trying to keep all the ice bags going. But, um, you guys are making plays defensively and you're getting your fair share of looks offensively. So how has this year been for you uh, personally? Yeah, actually, um, I have a lot of moments throughout the season where I feel very lucky to have the support system I have in my teammates, in my coaches, where at times, you know, I might be down on myself, be questioning, not have, especially at the beginning of the season, not have my full confidence in my role on the court necessarily maybe um but having players behind you having coaches behind you that are unconditionally like encouraging and um supporting you has made it easy honestly on my part to just go out there and play hard and play for my teammates are you enjoying it enjoying with this group right now because i know it's different from a season ago but this group here how much it looks like everyone i've said it before but everyone's just having a blast out there yeah i think this year it's I mean, this is my first year playing, getting the full experience of being a college athlete, I guess, um, seeing I was out last year. But I think this year is just really fun basketball. I mean, we tried, we talk about in practice all the time, bringing energy and playing hard and competing with each other just makes practice fun. Um, so we try to really focus locking on that every single day, um, whether it's in practice, whether it's in a game. Um, it's a really great feeling to know that everyone has each other's backs on the team, whether it's your teammates having your back, your coaches having your back. So, no, absolutely. Um, that was another road win. Things you love to see going away to Maris. But now we look to back to last Thursday and what arguably was one of the more stranger atmospheres and kind of surrounding things um, that I've ever been involved with sports for a while, because one, we had our situation where, you know, you mentioned that Dre unavailable. Iza, we find out, well, you, you've messaged me the night before saying, you know, this is something that's going to be happening, not available. And then we find out that Sienna only dresses and has six players available, despite the fact that they had a full roster the day before mm-hmm. and the day after. That is their business. They can do what they want. Um, but then all of a sudden, the game kind of played out at a tempo that was very frenetic at times. Mm-hmm. Fairfield started strong. Um Sienna just finished the game stronger. I mean, for you, Carly, is that what was the big one that you took away from that game? You know, there's a lot of of thing, you know directions you can go with that. You know, we we looked back at it, and obviously, every game we as a coaching staff are are pretty analytical of things we could do better. And there was, of course, several things, but one of the things that jumped out to us is we got really good shots. We got yeah. really good looks at the rim, um, and would take most of them again, um, and. You know, if we we convert a couple more of those, that that the game goes our way. Um, and you don't ever want to just kind of leave it up to that. 
Um, we were a little disappointed with our defense again in the second half as far as, you know, you hold a team to, to I think it was five points in the first quarter again um, and, and kind of some letdowns in the second half uh, defensively, you know, obviously hurt us when we weren't making shots again. Uh, we probably would have taken back. Well, we're not typically a team that takes 30 plus threes. Um, and I thought that, that we had a couple of threes that maybe we would take back and get looks at the rim or move the ball a little bit more. Um, I think we're, we're on our sweet spot. Typically we're, we're between like 20 and 25 threes. Um, but the, you know, little things here and there. I look back at myself, a couple of things I would have gone back to offensively that when they went into their zone, I went away from, um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to be the most battle-tested team yeah. in the league with all these uh, extra overtimes in different situations. And to your point, different players getting opportunities to step up. You never know when that experience is going to help us, um, whether it's in Atlantic City or whenever it is that, that everybody on our team's kind of gotten an opportunity to be battle-tested. I mean, that's a huge <laughs> thing at this point of the season, right? Because, you know, while you obviously want to have as much success results-wise in the court, you guys are basically seeing every sort of scenario possible <laughs> that you mm-hmm. could get in a season. And I mean, you can only learn from that because mm-hmm. you can have that come up in a tournament. Yep. You've never, and there's something that you've never seen before. And let's face it, one-off games of <laughs> any sport, you're gonna see something mm-hmm. weird happen. It's inevitable. So, how are you, you know, seeing your team grow with all these different scenarios? And for those, we will recap in a moment, like what type of scenarios <laughs> that they've seen. This is a whole laundry list, yeah. but it looks from our perspective that. The team's done really well with yeah. handling, what, a dozen different scenarios yeah. during games this season? Well, I think the thing that it's reaffirming for our team and, and even kind of solidifying us even more in our identity is the importance of our defense yep. and the consistency with our defense. Um, and and again, like, we've got really good players um, and – and we've got we've got elite defenders on our team. We we've talked about. It. I mean, Lauren Beach being one of them. Nelly, you know, Nelly Brown, Mimi Rubino, Callie Kavanaugh is a, a fantastic charge taker as a as a weak side help defender. So we've just kind of reaffirmed game after game. Okay, we can't have multiple defensive lapses, especially in the second half. Um, and we've we've talked about them and we've showed it. Um, and then we're going to continue to a lot of these to, to Lauren's point, like. A lot of them haven't played huge minutes as guards yeah. um, in, in managed games. So while that experience continues to develop, we can be a great defensive team. Um, and so, you know, film session after film session, we show that. And then as coaches, we kind of reconvene in here and, and tweak things of how we can get better. Um, but I think, that you know, for us, I think we're going to be able to play our best basketball down the stretch. No, I agree. I mean, it, it's crazy to think that this group has played four overtime games this season. You've <laughs> had to come from behind and win games. You've had bad shooting nights and still find a way you've had good shooting nights and things might have not gone your way you've lost players to injury you've lost players to illness both during and before games I mean Lauren for you I mean is is it one of those where you just have to have that pure short-term mentality and not think about anything that's going around and just folk you get even more locked in despite the fact that all these things have happened to this team this year in what 18 games yeah, I mean, I think it's um, – we talk about having poise yep. all the time, um, especially with a lot of players stepping up who might not have played the role last year that they're playing this year. Um, so I think we've been put in, obviously, many positions this season that tested our poise, that tested our resiliency. And I think, you know, seeing in the Ryder game after going to double overtime, the yeah. way that our team was able to stay in it, um, to stay locked in, even with players in foul trouble, players fouling out. I think a lot of people stepped up that game, um, and we we came out with the win. And I think that just goes to show, honestly, the growth that our team has made um, compared to the previous overtime periods that we've played. And hopefully, from that, I think we can take some confidence with our team's ability to finish out games. Um, 
and hopefully not find ourselves in too many other overtime periods. It would be nice. (laughs) Nice to have just a 40-minute game, just a nice start to finish. But no, it's not like that in sports. But um, you you speak about that Ryder game. A lot of things happened in that one, but the first one that I had was Isa. There's a lot of things that we have to discuss here because, I mean, let's face it. First off, she got to a phenomenal start this season, Mm -hmm. a player that's been injury riddled throughout her career for three seasons comes here um comes right out of the gates flying and then it happens where she's taking you spoke about it the sienna game a lot of great shots that fairfield were taking she through the the stretch that the ball wasn't going through the hoop was taking a lot of good shots or at least from our perspective mm-hmm. a lot of good shots and just she could stand on the basket and the ball's not going to go in mm-hmm. we don't want to talk about the wide dash 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 mm-hmm. word that they often refer to in sports um but what do you talk about with Isa to say, just keep doing what you're doing because it's going to come back? I mean, basically that. Okay. And, and one thing I think Coach Erica and myself really stressed to her is that, again, you're going to – she she was another one that's in the gym every day doing yeah. her work. Um, but then you've got to realize what else you bring to your team and focus on what else you can do for your team other than just scoring and making shots. So I think that Maris game was a big um, point of emphasis for her of like your defense and rebounding you can still bring. And so I thought she got discouraged maybe in some earlier games that her shot wasn't falling and let it distract her from kind of her purpose on the defensive end. Um, And I thought in the Maris game, she rebounded her and her and Lauren Beach obviously were were great on the boards. Um, These last couple games, other than the Sienna game she was out, she's had double digit rebounds and found other ways to help her team. And then shocker, yeah, your shot starts to fall once you find some other ways to to give yourself some confidence and and give yourself some purpose. So, um, you know, Coach Erica has been in her ear a ton, and then she's just stayed the course and, and kept working on her game. I mean, the explosion from the bench, first <laughs> shot that she takes goes down. Everyone was just assist Lauren Beach. <laughs> yeah, assist Lauren Beach. We should uh, not forget that as well. But I mean, she knocks that one down. It seems like everyone is like, all right, we're mm-hmm. we're back to Fairfield basketball and for thirty minutes of that game because I did text Carly and Blake also afterwards saying thanks for extending the game to two overtimes because I had another game to work so I was able to watch a little bit at the end watch back last night and I mean for 30 minutes or so the team looking probably as good offensively and defensively as I've seen all season Mm -hmm. Um, is that fair to say or is that maybe because of just you know all of a sudden we got off to a great start and you know, then all of a sudden the uh, the slide happened, but we'll talk about that in a moment. Yeah, I mean, we I think we had some moments um, where we looked really good, and we we watched them yesterday as far as our transition offense um, mm-hmm. looking the best it's looked in a while. Um, us running the floor and getting easy looks rather than having to kind of grind it out in the in the half court at times. Um, making shots makes a huge difference, but I thought our defense again spurred that. Um, and I, you know, I, I want to give Lauren a huge shout out, and in yep. our, you know, I mentioned obviously Nelly, but. Those two are kind of the, like a two-headed monster, and when Mimi comes in, a three-headed monster yeah. of of defense. And you know, Nelly does it in a way where she's pressuring the ball, and and maybe does it in a more obvious way as far as being able to pick somebody at half court. But I think Lauren's defense um, is maybe kind of an unsung hero on our team, where it's so hard to score over over Lauren. Um, her her length and athleticism, ability to get over and around and through screens. Um, and then just contest. I think, you know, you look at a lot of our games throughout the season that people's best shooters and best scorers have had really tough nights against us. And I yeah. think Lauren's a huge part of that. So I thought she did a great job early on on some of their shooters and we were able to get stops and run because yeah. of that. Another player, by the way, I did mention earlier three that I wanted to highlight that we haven't seen a whole lot. We saw a nice little reemergence from Mackenzie Deliba yeah. in that Ryder game where every time she got touch, it was 
bang straight to the hoop, straight to the yep. hoop. And she made an impact when you needed a, a little lift when yep. things were kind of slowing down slightly. Yep. And she's been coming along. So she was uh, kind of injury riddled as well through after, after Christmas and has been kind of in and out uh, of practice just based on kind of how she's been feeling every day. But um, she's kind of been able to hit a stride the last week or so and has gotten, you know, better and better each day in practice. And like you said, she's kind of some instant offense for us uh, off the bench when she can get to that right hand and get downhill. Yeah. Um, she's hard to stop. And then she's another really good rebounder that kind of fills the void a little bit from from Dre uh, being out as well. Um, and she's someone I think she's just going to keep getting better and better as she's more as she's consistent and healthy. Um, last bit about that Ryder game. Um, I mean, again, the fact that they did really well to come back. Fireball got hot late on. I mean, she's dangerous. That's mm-hmm. a player that you don't want to leave open anywhere on the floor. But, again, the resiliency of this group, it was down, what, six at one point in the first overtime. Ryder had multiple shots to win at the end of regulation and the first overtime. But the group just keeps finding a way. And is it – actually, Lauren, for you, is it something about road games that gets you all <laughs> fired up? Because it's another road win for this team, seven this year, which is by far the best in this league. Yeah, I mean, I think – what I noticed immediately after the game um, was actually something we talked about after our first game against Mount St. Mary's is when we were getting down, obviously we didn't go into overtime um, with Mount, but when we were getting to the end of that game as a yeah. close game and when we are in the end of the double overtime, obviously, or both overtime periods, really, there is kind of like a calmness that I could feel on the court between my teammates where, you know, ne- things weren't necessarily going our way 100% sure. of the time in overtime. Um, we had a slow start to the second period of overtime, I think, when they went, um, Ryder went on a little bit of a run there. But I think the way that our team was able able to stay connected, stay within our principles and do what we do, like down the stretch of that overtime is what really helped us out there. Was that something, Carly, that you were seeing from the sidelines? Because I did notice you didn't make a whole lot of changes to the team that you started that second overtime with. Yeah, and obviously Callie fouling out, we had to make a little bit of an adjustment. But, you know, we we were down six at one point in the second – or in the first overtime, and, uh, you know – the ball got kicked to Lauren and she hit a huge, it didn't even bat an eyelash yep. and, and hit a huge three. And then obviously got one for Isa as well to tie it up. And those guys were, were unflappable in those moments, which I think after a couple of overtime games, you get to that point where you're, that's what kind of battle tested and why there's a, a, an advantage to having a veteran team. And so while we're not necessarily a veteran team in that way, we've been, we've been in those moments. So to, to Lauren's point, the poise um, kind of showed in those moments, and then and then our de- defense brought us home. <laughs> yep, poise and uh, trial by fire, I guess, yep. as well. Um, before we look at the, the next couple of games quickly and then uh, finish out this show, Lauren, um, for you, what are your biggest hopes uh, for the rest of the season, whether it's team-oriented, whether it's individual-oriented? I know you know, we're cl- closing in on February, but we got a lot of games coming up. So what are, what are kind of your hopes for the rest of this 2022-23 season? Um, Yeah, I think we talk a lot about consistency as a team. So I think as we continue to grow, as we continue to have more experiences with more games, um, we'll be able to grow that consistency, really rely on our defense, which coach talks about a lot, um, play solid defense. And then once we lock in, focus on defense in every single game, I think our offense is going to start rolling from there. Um, We're going to see a lot of people contributing to games. So yeah, I'm excited for the games to come. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, we're going to carry on this chat in a moment, but thank you so much for uh, stopping by. Um, all the best classes, of course, as well. That's back underway, too. Uh, so. yeah. She's a smarty pants. So okay. <laughs> well, the whole team are smarty pants. Everyone here yes, at Fairfield yes. Athletics. Everyone. Well, I want to give Lauren a yeah. huge shout okay. out. So we got all our, our grades finalized, and she it was, as a nursing student, which is 
mm-hmm. almost near impossible as a basketball student athlete. She got a 4.0 uh, in the first semester as a nursing student. So okay. very impressive. We, we very hardworking. Uh, and it, it shows in every aspect uh, of her Congratulations. Life, so. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. Um, Carly, looking at these next couple games ahead, which, by the way, for you all at home, want to see you here yet do would we love to see you guys watch the streams of course we would i would personally love that but get here to mahoney arena fairfieldstags.com to get your tickets Uh, it'll be thursday at 7 p.m that would be thursday the 26th against the mount and yes that is the champion versus champion matchup Mm -hmm. because i've been playing that tag throughout the entire season we'll continue (laughs) to do so um and then on saturday the 28th canisius comes to town yes it's a little different this year we in the past used to have the bolt Western New York teams come at the same time. That was split up for this season, but it'll be Canisius at home 2 p.m. that day. So first one that's kind of an interesting bit about these two games, Carly, is that these are teams that throughout the course of the season have very good home records, Mm -hmm. but they have struggled on the road this season. It's 2-16 and between these two teams away from their home court. Mm -hmm. One MAC road win, which was the Mount last Saturday. So obviously Mm -hmm. they're going to keep, you know, they're going to bring that into this game. That was against St. Peter's. But we've seen this team this season. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a day where they hit everything (laughs) from every spot in the court. But you did say that, you know, a few of those shots defensively, you'd like to see some adjustments. Obviously a lot has changed since then, but what should we be expecting uh, from this Mount team that are currently a couple games behind us. Yeah, I mean, they, they shoot a ton of threes. Yep. Um, they shoot almost 30 to 40 threes a, a night, and we obviously talked about kind of our team and what we're looking to shoot, and so that's that's a lot. Um, and, and they're very capable. I mean, some nights they get really hot, um, yep. and, and, you know, you got to do your work early to not let them get comfortable and get, get some easy looks early. Um, and, you know, we did that a little bit at their place that we'll make some adjustments um, to obviously close some of those gaps uh, for their shooters early on. Um, but they're a very, very capable high scoring team um, and that we've got to do again. Our, our defense has to win that that war. That they do. Um, you have to keep an eye out for those at home. Mikhail Harrison leading the team with almost 14 points per game. Jessica Tomasetti, I think, was the one that mm-hmm. uh, did the most damage against Fairfield in the first meeting. She's another sharpshooter. Isabella Hunt does her work underneath mm-hmm. as well. Those are the three that you have to watch. And on the opposite end, Canisius, a couple of days after. Now, we've spoken a bit about what Sahara is doing yeah. up there. You know, Great, solid program. Obviously, they kind of grabbed a little fire at the end of last season by as the 11th seed getting to the quarterfinals. Um, they actually have a different schedule than everybody else this week. They play Wednesday, Saturday, because they do the Canisius-Niagara uh, uh, game on the off day, so the Wednesday. So they have an extra day of rest, but they're another team that's really had a, a difficult run since coming back from the holidays. It's 5-6, and 2-0 and in the league before that. They've won just one of their last seven since. I know we every team you have to treat as mm-hmm. you're going to see the best version of this themselves but this is an opportunity to maybe jump on them early and try and see that game out yeah you know that's something even regardless of who we're playing that we want to make an emphasis of of like getting up and staying up yeah um, that's something that that we need to to take steps in but you know that's a team regardless of what their record is like they've, they've been in five point games three point games even their Quinnipiac game that ended up being double digits was like a three-point game with three minutes to go. Yeah. Um, so again, we, we talk about the margin for error. They, they're a really good team that same thing with us are, are trying to get a little bit um, more experience in some of their, their best post players, a freshman, obviously their guards are very, really good and, and good basketball players. So um, I think their, their record probably doesn't do them justice. Yeah. Are they, do you think that they could be like the Mount, one of those teams that could be there at the end of the season? Depending yeah. On the, the route? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they've got really good offensive talent um, and, and, 
I think that there's going to, like you said, there's a ton of teams that, that can make a run. And that's kind of the, the beauty of, of March of we've got a ton of parody um, and you, you can't take anybody lately. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for those that are a little unfamiliar, the players to watch out for Danny Haskell, their point guard is 10th in the league in scoring the, the young uh, forward that they have CC Aleko, which I find this one so interesting, by the way, there's been three players that have won rookie of the week. She's won three. <laughs> then you've got the two Siena players, yeah. uh, Sapala and Mevius that have mm-hmm. won, I think what, eight rookie of the yeah. weeks between the two which is insane yeah. uh credit to them and then vanessa Geralt, who's one of the top facilitators in the mm-hmm. league but i'm looking forward to being at home <laughs> yes. twice in a week i know you guys are yes. and having the student body out as well it should should set up nicely for a good weekend of basketball yeah echo your sentiments of, of come out support our team they're they're a great group of women and not only will you see you know good exciting basketball but you'll get to a chance to meet our, our team after every game um bring your kids bring your grandma grandpa bring everybody and um you'll, you'll be around some really good people love that next time we'll have this uh podcast probably looking at the week of a white iona home to quinnipiac so it'll be the first full week of february but thanks so much for tuning into this latest episode of fast break with coach carly podcast for everyone here i'm jj duke signing off make sure to stay with us on all of our social media platforms at stags wbb on twitter at fairfield wbb on instagram and of course stags sportsnet on twitter until then go stags the fast break podcast is a presentation of fairfield university athletics For future podcasts, videos, news, stats, and coverage of Fairfield Stags women's basketball, log on to fairfieldstags.com.